You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, from the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Awake After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424. 424- Two five six seventeen twenty nine, and now another post game wrap up show for your favorite TV show. It's After Buzz TV's Awake After Show. Hey, hey, everybody! (laughs) Woohoo! We are awake. Hey, everybody! I'm very awake. Right. So we are here doing our, are you ready, second after show for the first episode of Awake. We are uh, sort of backtracking. We're doing the pilot tonight. Um, I am your host, Anna Koppel, with me. Sean Overman. And Lauren Turner. Hi. Hey. Hello. So, um, you know, please feel free to live chat with us this evening. You can tweet me at Koppel for Mayor, K-O-P-P-E-L-F-O-R-M-A-Y-O-R. And you can uh, tweet at me at the Sean Overman. And I'm Lauren's love, so it's just Lauren's L-U-V. Fantastic. So, <laughs> please, we would love your input, especially on a show like this. There's just so much to discuss. Absolutely. So, um, before we get right into the show, I just want to remind you that wherever you're listening to us, be it uh, on AfterBuzzTV.com or YouTube or iTunes, you're getting it for free. So, all we ask, we, we work hard for y'all to make sure that you get the most up-to-date information. Um, and all we ask in return is that you comment and rate us. Just makes us more visible. We can bring you more shows. And, and that's all we ask. Very small favor in return. Absolutely so, right. And even I do it with your guys' shows. Like, I watched your show last week and I commented and rated, you know. Like, that's awesome. Hey, we're doing it to support each other. Why not the fans do it to support us? That's right. Because we love you and we love to feel your love as well. So. And that is a true story. You know, Sean texted me at one point. He said, oh, you know, I'm going to do Awake. Tell me about Anna. So now he knows about you because he's followed your career. You know, we talk about all these shows. <laughs> there is a support factor, and we just love our iTunes people that much, and we love the ra- uh, rating and comments. So I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say about, about Awake because I have not watched the show. So, Oh, Ronnie. Give it to me. You're in. We sure will, Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's get right into Awake. Um um, I'm excited. I'm excited to actually. Uh, so this is my second time watching the pilot, and it, there's just so much there. Uh, so, so what is this? The series about that follows Michael Britton, who is a detective with the LAPD. With the LAPD, and um, the series starts with a car accident, and we know after the accident, either Britton's wife Hannah or his son Rex has died. And every time he goes to sleep, he wakes up in a different reality. So um, the game that everybody plays is which one is real? Mm-hmm. Right. 
So how can we tell the difference between the two realities? Let's start there. Well, there's a lot of different ways, actually. Um, I've uh, been reading some message boards online, looking at what people have been commenting and saying. Uh, these are the main ways that I've seen. And, you know, we can probably say them synonymously here, or, or maybe we could, you know, like have a set term that we use. <laughs> but there's a lot of different ways. There's the son and the wife world. Okay. And then there's also another way you could say it is Rex and Hannah. Uh, there's the green and the red world, there's the moon and the sun world, or there's the cool and the warm world. So there's a m variety of ways to say it. I think the obvious one is definitely the red and the green world. Yeah. Um, he oh. alludes to it in uh, the beginning where he wears a red band to remind him of where he is, which reality he's living at this point, uh, which is his wife's reality. And then there's the green band, which is... His son's reality. So, and okay, you guys so. just happen to be wearing red and green, isn't Whoa. that something? Oh, we didn't plan it. <laughs> you noticed, Ronnie. <laughs> I mean, I was looking right at it. Red world, green world. Team green. So good. So good. Um, so, so we're clear though that the red is the wife. Red yes. is wife. Yeah. yeah. Red wife. Hannah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. And so then that's all the same world. All yes. the same. Synonymous okay. terms. And then green. Is Rex. Rex the sun. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Okay, so a couple of other things. We know there are two partners, different partners, different psychiatrists. So in Hannah's world, the wife, which is red, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the psychiatrist is Dr. Lee. Played mm -hmm. by B.D. Wong. That's correct. Awesome. Yeah. I love him. I love him too, yeah. And then we also, uh, his partner is uh, played by Wilmer Valderrama. And, uh, yeah, and his name is Vega. Detective yeah, I think, Vega. I think that's what I heard. Yeah, Ephraim Vega, I believe. Um, okay, so just to recap, wife's world. <laughs> her name is Hannah. Red. Doctor Lee. Doctor Lee. Yeah. And um, partner is Vega. Now the son's world, was, which is green. Yeah. What were you going to say? Okay, the Sun's world has got, if I may. <laughs> Please. Okay, so the Sun's world has got a different partner, which is actually the old partner who used to be there. Um, and that is Bird. Old partner pre-accident, you're pre -accident, saying? Pre-accident, yes. Got it. Exactly. Okay. So clearing that up for the audience at home. Right. <laughs> so uh, we got Bird, a.k.a. Uh, Freeman. He's also a detective. Okay, he's there in the Sun's world. And then uh, for the psychiatrist, we actually, or therapist, whatever they call him, uh, we actually have um, Dr. Evans. And she's played by Cherry Jones. And okay. how do these therapists come about? I mean, isn't he assigned the therapist, yes. the therapist yes. by the, the police like, department, the police department. Uh -huh. for his traumatic event that he's experienced right. to just talk about it and just, you know, to get stuff out of his system so he doesn't have a breakdown out there in the field. Right. So the only thing that's a little bit confusing to me anyway about the son's world is that Wilmer Valderrama is also in that world. Um, and he is he's just a, a regular police officer yeah. yeah well yeah he's still he's not a detective yet right he, he is, is actually he's still in uniformed and uh he has a two stripe which means he's a, 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 a slo which How is senior lead it's yeah. a senior lead officer i, I have bachelor's awesome. bachelor's degree in criminal justice oh so i got some experience at, i've also volunteered numerous hours for about a year with the lapd um oh what was that like it was it was interesting um <laughs> Let's That's just a say, political term. Let's just say it was interesting. <laughs> okay, <laughs> That's yeah. a neutral term. Yeah. And then I also worked with their fingerprint unit. So, you know, in, when the show, you know, in, in the show, as we come up on different things, I can contribute a lot to saying, is this realistic? How, you know, you know how so does this fit in? You, you've done a lot of research just for this Awake show. I sure have. <laughs> years of research. Yeah. Years. Eight years. Wow. <laughs> Including the volunteer time and the degree time. 
that's a lot of time yeah. for awake. See, guys, <laughs> this is why you have to rate and comment. Do you see everything that we put in just to bring a good show to you? Right. Exactly. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Um, okay. So that do we have everything cleared up on on what's what? Are there oh, the any other? Different, oh no, you mentioned something technical. Okay. Yeah, the technical <laughs> thing. Uh, so obviously. With the red and the green world, there's actually filters that help the audience, you know, other than just the band on his hand or the people that are there. Let's just say he's there in the field and he's not around any of the characters that are supposed to be there in that world who are normally there. The filters on the cameras can, are a big clue. Okay, mm -hmm. so um, they show the distinction between the realities of red or the warmer uh, filter is for the wife's world, obviously. So everything there is more vibrant feeling, more alive, you know, okay. more sunny. It kind of feels like everybody okay. has more of a red hue to them. And then um, the green or cooler colors over the green filter or the like the cooler filter that corresponds to the sun's world. And additionally, a lot of the characters are going to be wearing red or warmer colors in the wife's world. And the sun's world, he's even wearing a green shirt too. And a lot of his high school mates. They're they're wearing green. It happens to be the color of their school. Right. But didn't um, but Cherry Jones, who uh, or Dr. Evans, who's in the sun's world, wears a lot of red. She, she does. sits in a red chair as well. And that is weird. So maybe that's a little overlapping or kind of like a connection. Maybe that the, we'll find out. Later. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that more later. But maybe, maybe that's kind of like a connection between the worlds, like a nexus or something. Yeah. I don't know. Messes yeah. with my mind, though. It does. This is a very psychological show. It's psychological. It's sociological. It's psychosociological. It's really crazy. It's a trippy yeah, show. Yeah, it's a great show. And there's all that. All that cop stuff on the side. Oh, exactly. Yes. <laughs> so that's great. Um, okay, so let's, uh, as we're talking about this red versus green, let's talk about some clues as to uh, what's real and what isn't. Well, I got one. So uh, please. Proof. Okay, Dr. Evans, uh, she, she presented a proof that he could not be dreaming, which was pretty interesting. So she printed out uh, a U.S. Constitution excerpt, if you will, from her computer, and she just hands it to uh, Brighton while she, he's sitting there in the office, okay? Right. And she tells him to just start reading, you know, and he's, he's reading it right out loud. And she's like, how could you be quoting the exact words? Okay, if this is a dream, you could not come up with this stuff. Right. So that was pretty interesting. And what's your take on that? Well, uh, my take is I've often heard that you cannot read when you're dreaming, okay? So how would he be able to do that stuff? I've, you, you mentioned uh, before, the, before we came in for the show that you'd heard about it in a, what movie was it? Um, the movie Waking Life. Waking Life. Yeah, okay. which is uh, an excellent movie. I highly recommend everybody sees it. Okay, I've, um, I've heard of it from different you know, fictional sources too that you can't read. I've heard about it like it's actually the sides of the brain too, like the dreaming side of the brain is completely different and all the action that goes on there is different than on the reading side. So when you try to read stuff it's like jumbled up okay but i know that i i've actually you know seen things in my dreams that happen to be you know oh i can read it i know where i am but are we really reading it or are we just <laughs> making it up? right well there are so many dream theories um and it's such you know the mind is it's, you know so there's so much unknown about mm -hmm. the mind um I personally am able to read in my dreams. Um, wow. I, I am, yeah. I just sit there and read War and Peace. Oh, War that's right, because you, you can lucid Boy. dream, right? I can lucid dream. Yes. Oh, you were, you were watching. See, I told you. <laughs> I wasn't BSing yeah. you. <laughs> Thank you. I so do so you honored. think, I mean, so far in this you know, show, is it really two dreams, one reality? Do you think that it's a dream? I, I think that there is 
that one is a dream, but I'm going to reserve that for now. Okay. Um, we'll talk more we'll about talk it. We'll talk about it more. But then the other, the other theory that I've heard is that um, there's like a collective unconscious, unconscious <laughs> and, um, and that people are able to, you know, pick up from, they did like a study once that uh, they had people isolated and um, had them do a crossword puzzle and then had them do a crossword puzzle from the previous day and got like 70% more answers correct um, because it was from the day before and, you know, the rest of the world had already filled it out. Oh, so um, interesting. it is interesting. Yeah. It is interesting. They're all just theories, you know, mm-hmm. so who knows? So maybe he was able to pick up from somebody else in his dream about the Constitution. What do you think of his reaction um, when she told, you know, when she brought up this experiment with him, I mean, how did you feel about the reaction that he had towards that? I feel like he was blown away because it, it felt like after uh, Dr. Lee had told him something previously that mm-hmm. proved the other reality, the green reality was actually not a reality, it was the dream. Yeah. Okay. And then he was so confused and blown away because <laughs> each side had shown him, him some proof in some way. Yeah. Right. Well, he looked visibly shaken, mm-hmm. I thought. And... um I read a really great interview, and I, I can't for the life of me remember, but if you watch our after show on episode five, <laughs> you can look for it there. Coming up tonight. Um, <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, Britain has no interest in figuring out which is real. Um, and because that means he would lose one of his loved ones, and he doesn't want to do that. I mean, why, why would you want to do that? Yeah. Um, so I think to hear from either of his therapists that, oh, this is this is the way you figure out it's real, obviously causes some resentment and yeah. he doesn't want to think that. He doesn't want to go there. Is what I think. More Absolutely. clues. More clues. Uh, I think, what, what was it that um, Dr. Lee said? Did you remember what he said at all? I don't like Dr. Lee, so, <laughs> so I, don't, I just, just don't him out. him out. I don't like what he stands for. Uh-huh. I am so over it already yeah. with Dr. Lee and his realism. He's very, he's very antagonistic. <laughs> antagonistic. Yes. Like, I'm just over him. So, no, I don't remember what he said. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what you're referring to. He, it, was, it was right before, not right before, but it was a few minutes before that scene with uh with dr evans i think he said something like uh oh and he was actually talking uh britain was talking to dr evans about this he said well because you're so caring and cool and green it, <laughs> it makes it so that you are a figment of my re- you know dream and my, real- and my, my reality my reality yeah. because i want that to continue right and that's what dr lee said to him previously and then when he said that to dr evans she went ahead with the whole constitution thing right yeah okay I don't quite remember Didn't that. He, wasn't he speaking <laughs> Sorry. about something about how he's created this like kidnapping in his head, and it's you know was that is that what you're? Talking oh yeah, about? he was talking about that too. Yeah. Oh, I thought that's, that's what you meant. No. Oh yeah, that was the same scene. <laughs> okay. That was the same scene okay. actually. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what All I meant. Right. Uh huh. So, something that I noticed, a couple things that I noticed. Um, Hannah, in this episode, uh, doesn't answer her phone. Um, yeah, when but, he when he calls her, but then she shows up. Mm-hmm. Well, he wakes up out of his, you know, he doesn't have his whatever. He doesn't have his band. He can't find his band. He's freaking out. He doesn't know which reality or dream he's in. Mm-hmm. Um, and he calls Hannah, and she doesn't answer her phone. He leaves her a message on her voicemail, and then he cuts and himself. He cuts himself. He's right. trying to wake himself up. 
Yeah. Well, I don't know that that's like a normal. It's like it's when you def- pinch yourself. Oh, definitely not normal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He tried everything. He yeah. tried walking around, slapping himself. Yeah. Uh, and then he finally, he was like drastic measures, cut himself, yeah. you know. Why didn't he try going back to sleep first? I don't know. Yeah. That's a good point. He should but have. But it's a clue. He's crazy, right? <laughs> it's a crazy <laughs> person clue. Yeah. yeah. A clue. I'm sure she thought that. Yeah. In that scene, I, I want to add, actually, that was a nice touch how when he cut himself, he actually, when he embraced her and said, oh, you know, I missed you. Oh, my gosh, I was so scared. And then the blood actually got wiped off on her shoulder. On her shoulder. And you could right. see it visibly yeah. on the shirt. I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah. 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 Blood is always a nice touch. <laughs> good continuity. There. Yeah. I, I agree. The red. Um, but so she doesn't answer the phone. And then uh, they go out to dinner. And um, there's no interaction with anybody else. It's just the two of them, um, which, you know, might have been the case in any situation. But uh, and then she starts talking about how she quit her job and she wants to move to Oregon. So they're just like little clues about isolating herself mm-hmm. from the world as she has known it mm-hmm. yeah so i just think that's something too and isolating him as well yeah right so she's separating herself he's going to be left alone well she wouldn't bring him she... with her to oregon right she wouldn't bring him oh did did she did she say she wanted him to go well she said that she applied two places one in the city yeah. one in oregon mm-hmm. um she didn't say one way or the other yeah, i guess didn't. that's right yeah. but uh i mean i would assume it's her husband right and especially after the loss of their son it wouldn't yeah. be like i don't think she would leave him deuces well, i know like peace out yeah, <laughs> well we'll see what happens yeah we will <laughs> um and then uh i noticed two major changes uh post funeral that it was like very specifically after the funeral um and one was that hannah started redecorating the house Mm-hmm. Um, but she hasn't gone into Rex's room. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that means anything significant or if it will in the future. Um, and also that the son, Rex, uh, starts playing tennis. Which is his mom's sport. Right. right. Post-funeral. So those are just changes that they're making. And are all are those all of my clues that I have? Maybe. Uh, do you think that uh, Rex was... He seems to have like an interesting relationship with his father. So do you think him and Brighton had as much uh, conflict between them before, before the whole accident? Because it seems like he's, o- he's always like... Very bitter. He's, he's bitter in some ways, but then he's also, um, he, he's, at some times he, he shows affection and it's like it's really hard for him to do that. Mm-hmm. I think that it's age appropriate regardless yeah. I, I would i would say that too yeah so even point. the scene where you you know on the match and he breaks down after falls to the ground the, his father runs over the coach runs over he grabs the coach before he grabs his dad just another you know insight onto their relationship i guess and it's interesting because their relationship really is completely different than the wife and uh than hannah and breton's because they seem to be not as distant from each other not as void there's not a void there as much as there is there is one obviously but Mm -hmm. not as much with the son i think in my opinion i think it's also safe to assume that um just based on his his working techniques that britain's probably like a a type a personality sort of definitely working copy probably wasn't around that much you know um and for him to you know he wants to show up more now for his son and and be uh two parents now um and that's not going to be an easy adjustment no so yeah it's pretty rough for him i would imagine like because you know as a detective they're they're always on call all the right. time 
Right. So they can be called, you know, if something happens, you know, it could be his day off and something happens like a big, you know, big time murder or something and he could be called out to it right away. Right. Who knows? He's trying. Yeah. I'm sure he is. He is. He was He was there at the match for his son. You know, he, he said, hey, I got hey, man, hey, bird, I got something to take care of. Mm-hmm. Hey, bird. Bird. That's exactly what he would say. <laughs> um, okay. Something that happened at the end uh, was both therapists started to allude to maybe Britain had some sort of hand in the accident. Um, they mentioned something about his blood alcohol level. Mm-hmm. And Britton kept insisting that he didn't have anything to drink that night. What do we think about this? I thought that was pretty interesting, especially for a police officer, you know, to be driving around with a blood alcohol level. And they they don't say how high it is. Right. Which, you know, could elude that, you know, it was probably a cause in the accident, which is, I thought it was interesting. And... And I really hope he didn't. That would tear him up inside if he had something to do with it just because he was intoxicated. Well, well, I mean, this could be a fine coping mechanism and this sort of denial that, like, Mm. if he was responsible for this accident, you know, who would want to face that? Oh, my God, I killed my wife or, oh, my God, I killed my son. You know, or both of them. Yeah, or both of them. Mm -hmm. Just, are we are we borderline for addiction right now? Uh, yeah, there? I'm trying. I'm trying to hold it back. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, Ronnie. Thanks, Ronnie. Do you want to watch the show yet? Um, I do. Well, your your intro was really strong. I mean, all these different. I, I feel like I'd be the type, which there's a lot of people out there who needs to watch it and stop the DVR. Ask a hundred questions <laughs> right. and then keep going. But that's what I love about you guys' after show because it seems like an interesting show. But you know, I, I'm gonna have to stop the DVR at least a couple times. <laughs> so in the up. first couple of <laughs> It's interesting you say that, Ronnie, because I, you know, from I know a lot of people like to do that too. They like to stop the DVR. Maybe if they're with a friend, you're like, "What do you mean by that? You know, what's going on with this situation?" Right. Well, I'm I'm the type that it feels like I live in that world. I live mm-hmm. in that reality where the characters, where the show, where the writers are taking us, and I'm. It feels like I'm able to answer questions you know so hey if you want to watch it with me man i'll be happy to answer those questions because i i know the answers no i mean it it generally is uh has an interesting premise and uh, have we seen a show like this on network television yet i mean it seems pretty fun to watch actually no and i think it's it's one of the best shows that has been on television for a long time i think it's really clever and uh I hope it sticks around. Yeah, especially too. on network television. Right. So like, Speaking of sticking around, <laughs> we I went online today and they already have a Facebook page, the fans, um, trying to basically campaign to get a second season. And I think that's powerful and it kind of just shows like, you know, how important the show could possibly be. And the age range is like 16 to 50 year olds that are that wow. are on this mm. this Facebook page. And it's it's amazing. Also, it's within our uh, After Buzz, we, we have on our uh, iTunes page, we have, you know, the top 10. And Awake does show up there uh, quite a few mm. times. And it is All a right. new show. And I think we've only done one, like one podcast so far. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. With, yeah. With, with Anna. So um, it has the potential. So hopefully that Facebook page does get moving. And it's also a fascinating thing with the social media world and what we're doing you know yeah the show's on television but people like us we push it even more so exactly maybe we'll hit up this video on that facebook page just a thought i already told them to come watch yeah (laughs) nice (laughs) tell your friends guys out there in listening land awake junkies (laughs) (laughs) all right well um speaking of breaks speaking of breaks Breaks? (laughs) i think we're gonna take a quick one and when we come back talk about some news and gossip
After Buzz TV. Hi, I was once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag coworkers about it at the water cooler. Then I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzz TV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzz TV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after-shows, from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV aftershows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? AfterBuzz News. News. News and gossip. You haven't heard that? That's the right, news ticker. I know, but usually I will say, like, welcome back, and then suddenly there is just, you know. It's breaking news. Ronnie is, like, ready to go <laughs> on top of it. Kablam- like, let's get out of here, kids. No, I love it. I Welcome back. You're right. Welcome back. <laughs> welcome back. We're here buzzing about Awake, the pilot. Um, <laughs> let's get into some news and gossip. Cue! <laughs> <laughs> I did that for you. Nicely done. Sean, you want to start us off? Well, I just saw a... Um, an interview today with Steve Harris, who plays uh, Detective Freeman, a.k.a. Bird, mm-hmm. on the show. And uh, what's actually interesting is that um, I, from the, the articles on BuddyTV.com, and what's actually really interesting is that he's the one, Steve Harris is the one who sold the pilot. He's the one who went up to, I guess, oh. the, the producers of the show, you know, and was like, and to NBC Studios, and he was like, hey, I want... This is a cool show. Look at the premise. Here's the synopsis. Check it out. Let's get the show on the air. This is going to be an interesting show. It's cool. So, so he's the one who did it. And uh, he, he talks about, uh, let's see, what uh, first attracted there he is. him. Yeah, there he is. There he is. He, he talks about Good-looking man. Yeah. Good-looking guy. And by the way, he's been on, you know, numerous films, yeah. television shows. Of course, he's well-known for uh, being one of the lawyers in the practice. And uh, my one of my personal favorite movies, The Rock, he was actually <laughs> a uh, he was a crazed mercenary Marine in that. Uh, one of the sniper guys. I, I loved him in that as well. Uh, he so. sure was in the practice. I loved that yeah. show. Yeah. He killed it He in was that great show. in the practice. And so you're telling me, Sean, that this is his project? Like, he's not just as an actor. This is kind of his baby that he... he well, I wouldn't. Wow. No, I actually, what's interesting about the article is it says that he was such a good salesman that he convinced the people, you know, the producers of the show and the people to get it started. And oh, okay. he actually, it, it, it's not his project. The uh, Kyle Killen is the writer and he, the creator of the show, but he just, yeah, you know, Steve Harris just got behind and it, that, even though he didn't believe a hundred percent. He sold it so well that here it is, and we're watching it and enjoying it. Well, that's yeah. a reason that this show might do well because that shows a teamwork. And yes, he is convincing. I love. Loved him in the practice as a lawyer, so he sold me there. There you so go. Maybe yeah. now I'm going to start watching with you guys, yeah. <laughs> if that's okay. Of we'll course. we'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk it over. <laughs> we love Ryan. We do. Um, okay, so I just read uh, a quick interview with um, Jason Isaacs, who plays Michael Britton, um, and I just thought it was adorable that uh, he's just equally as confused about uh, what's going on as all of we. As we all are, 
somewhere in there, there's proper grammar. There you go. That one was good grammar. Okay, great. Great, great, great. Um, he said, I'm often caught in the corner of the set just frowning in a fetal position and sucking my thumb while wishing to God I could understand what was going on. I thought that was adorable. Um, <laughs> That's adorable. And then uh, on uh, seattlepie.com. Oh, no, that's something else. I apologize. <laughs> On TVLine.com, um, there, uh, I'm sure many of you know that there's already rumors that uh, Awake will not be getting a second season. Um, the season finale will actually be a, a two-hour one on May 17th from 9 to 11. Um, but this is sort of hopeful, perhaps. Um, I'm hoping. I'm hoping, too. Um Season one's supposed to end with like a total bang that uh, Jason Isaac says that um, you'll realize that you've just been holding your breath for weeks and that uh, on the finale, they're just firing on all cylinders. So I heard that wow. in, the, in the finale, there's going to be, well, you know, leading up to the finale, too, there's going to be so many connections that are going to happen yeah. in the plot between, you know, the world and what's going on. And it's going to be even deeper. It's going to be so engrossing that we're just going to love it. Yeah. yeah. So I hope that happens. I really enjoy the show and I really. And the, the season finale is what, May 17th? Yes. Is the season... And, you know, like I was speaking about that Facebook page, it is awake for a second season. So go on ah. there. Like the page. I don't know. Comment. You never know. Campaigning Show support. Works. Show support. And then keep Do watching it. us on AfterBuzz. We're Every here Thursday. for you. We're here for you. <laughs> Let's make some predictions. Ooh, yeah. And now, your AfterBuzz TV predictions. predictions. Predict away. Well, it's kind of, I don't know, it's, it's just so, because we've watched so many episodes already, it's kind of hard to uh, well, do something, <laughs> to do something with a prediction right now. But um, just basing it on the first episode, um, I think we're going to get more into the accident, maybe a little bit tidbits here and there with, uh, with what may have happened. Some of the other characters are probably going to reveal something. Uh, we'll see how uh, Britain takes it. Okay. All right. Um... I guess on the relationship level, I mean, I am all about relationships and love. And if, for instance, the reality really is that the wife, Hannah, has died, I feel like there's going to be some type of relationship between Rex's uh, tennis coach and Britain. I have no idea what it's going to be. Maybe love, maybe uh, something that has to do with finding out, you know, another clue to what's going on but mm-hmm. i do hope to see something like that and this i i'm enjoying so far the intertwining of the cases uh like for instance in this episode the 611 that had a meaning in, in it right. at waverly so, place and then the, and then parking, the parking spot space. and then he's fi- he's finding like clues in his dreams to solve cases in the other one and it's just like that's interesting to me so i hope that that continues and we can kind of see you know Sure. So that's my prediction. I predict that uh, what is real and what is not has nothing to do with Rex or Hannah, and it's actually Britain that's either in a coma or that's an early prediction. That's good. Or that's what? (laughs) No, that's early. We'll find that out at the end. (laughs) Yeah. Well, but but I I kind of agree with you too. Yeah. Anyway. It's not a spoiler or anything. You're like, that's early. It's just a prediction. It'll be great if that's true. Because in the end, we'll be like, oh, sorry, Joey. All right. Well, uh, thank you for joining. Uh, 
one quick thing. Our girl who takes care of us here at After Buzz TV, Maria Menounos, is on Dancing with the Stars this season. Vote for her. I predict she'll win. <laughs> Me too. Vote for her tw- <laughs> 12 times because you can. You can. She's kicking butt. She is dancing away with broken ribs and sprained feet. Oh, my God. So support her. And my mom loves her. She called me tonight. She loves Maria on that Who show. Who doesn't love Maria? She is lovely and adorable and a hardcore chick. So and We're so grateful for her because if it wasn't for her, we wouldn't have After Buzz TV. Go, Maria. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um... Rate us, comment us, vote for Maria, and see you next week. And, yeah, and watch Awake and watch us on Awake After Show. And we'll actually be back later tonight. So From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After Shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.